Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back with Rachel Carmen, mother of seven, homeschool mom for 20, how many years? 25. 25 yeah. years. That's yeah. amazing. And it wife amazing. to Davis Carmen for how many years? 34. It'll be 35 in December. Wow. Yeah. That is so exciting. Are you going to do something special? Uh, we've been celebrating all year. We did a road trip. <laughs> Um, in June. Oh, that's right. You went to Mount Rushmore and a bunch of places, but we did. We did 4,700 miles. So we did a road trip. We had so much fun. So yeah, it was great. That is amazing. Yeah. Garrett and I still owe ourselves a 25th anniversary and 26th anniversary celebrations because 25th happened right before we did the Homegrown Generation Online Expo. Oh, wow. And so we couldn't do anything. And then right after the expo, COVID hit and everything shut down. We had plans. We had like a whole weekend planned um, to get away, but then everything shut down and it's been wonky since then. So when our 26th anniversary came in February, things were still weird. And (laughs) so, you know, 18 months later, we still have not celebrated. So we are, once the movie is done and out and... I won't say when things get back to normal because what's normal anymore, but once we're able to, we are going to go celebrate somewhere so 25, 26, and 27 years. Yay! <laughs> yes, all by God's grace, just like That's I said right. before. But anyway, um, if you guys missed by chance parts one and two of my conversation with Rachel, make sure you go back and listen to those. You are going to be so encouraged just like I am. And um, I'm just so grateful uh, for your wisdom and your experience that you bring and the encouragement that you bring. And I love, Rachel, that you're still in this. You're still on this homeschool road alongside of me and all these other moms and and dads who are listening. Um, It can be a very overwhelming Mm -hmm. journey, I know. And, And it can be a very lonely journey, especially, especially with what has happened over the last year and a half. So maybe maybe give some encouragement to these moms who just, they're feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling alone. And, you know, we brought encouragement to those who feel like maybe they just can't do this and said, you know, God's got this, he's got your back. And I know that he does with when it's overwhelming and you're feeling lonely as well. But what are some things that you have done to combat those feelings of overwhelm and, and loneliness? Yeah, that's a great question because it's very real, right? I mean, you feel like you're going under. I I used to say that there was something scary about having number four because I felt like (laughs) the laundry started multiplying on its own. (laughs) It didn't even depend on me to put more dirty laundry in the room. It just was multiplying (laughs) by itself, right? And I kept thinking that I had figured out a laundry pattern. I'd figured out 
groceries, I'd figured out a meal plan, and I just kept feeling like wave after wave was hitting me, right? And it was just, so I I guess the first thing I would say is moms, it's not your imagination. Mm -hmm. And um, you're not alone in feeling that way. It it doesn't, I don't think it matters if you have one or 27. Yeah. Motherhood is hard. And there's a lot of things coming at you really fast and a lot of responsibilities and a lot of demands, a lot of questions. Um, So it's not your imagination. And I think that's really important because I think um, I think one thing that the enemy really did really well last year was to isolate yeah. people because we were not made to be isolated. So God, the triune God of the universe has always existed, right? And he created man and he saw that it was not good for man to be alone. So he created woman. So from the very beginning, we were created for fellowship um, with one another, with his creation and with God himself. And so when we start to feel those feelings of isolation, the best thing that I know to do is the thing that I didn't feel like doing sometimes, and that was to actually spend time with him. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I've talked a lot, and I don't know if I've talked about it here, but um, the, the power of praising God just cannot be underestimated, whether you're down and you're depressed or you're overwhelmed or you're exhausted, just calling out and reaching out to him and acknowledging him for who he is. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God almighty, Mm -hmm. right? Immortal, invisible, God only wise. I actually happen to be a fan of the old hymns. Um, I love to put the old hymns on when I can't sing them or open my hymn book. I collect hymn books. Um, And I love to do that because um, some of the older hymn books have verses that we've taken out, right? Which is awful. I know. Um, I found two new verses to "O Sacred Head" the other day that I didn't even know existed. Which, wow. Um, so, I the best way that I know to um, combat loneliness and being overwhelmed is to acknowledge Him for who He is, mm-hmm. and the best way I know to do that is to start praising Him. Amen. And sometimes that means we open. Our, our hymnals and we're able to sing. Sometimes we're not. And so we turn on someone else. Sing. I, I love Chris Rice's. Um, it's several years old now. He had album just of hymns. Mm, yeah. And I just, I loved that. I could just turn it on and it was just like balm for my soul. I also like Fernando Ortega. He does a lot of hymns and I love that. Just those old hymns, yeah. all that truth it's literally just a bomb. You know, I feel like sometimes I'm on fire, you know, yeah. as a homeschool mom. And you just want this, you know, some sort of a salve, salve, yeah. salve, um, just to put, just to cut down on the heat. And I find praise does that. I've also become a huge fan. I've got some really old um, prayer books from like the 1800s. Oh, wow. That cut. Uh, common books of prayer, you know, we're used in the Anglican yeah. church, but some of these are even Presbyterian and, and a couple of them, I, I think were actually Baptist. I didn't know Baptist ever had prayer books, but you know, these, you find them all dusty and old yeah. antique stores. And I'm here to tell you a, another bomb, you know, to pray things, pray through scripture yeah. and truths, things that I would neglect and not mention uh, because it's easy not to write. So I, I have found, and I really believe that's what it is. I really believe that these moments of isolation and overwhelmed, you know, we know that God redeems all things. I love the end of 
Genesis where Joseph, when he confronts his brothers who sold him into slavery, he not only forgives them, yeah. but he acknowledges the sovereignty of God. Yeah. Look what you intended for evil, God intended for good. That's Look right. what God did. Right. And moms, that's what you have the opportunity to dare to trust God enough to bet that someday you're going to be able to say, look what God did. Yeah. Look, I never intended to do this, didn't want to do this, but look what God did. I mean, that's my story. Yep. Look what God did. And so I really feel like as I read the Bible over and over, not only do I see people in like stupid, impossible circumstances, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> over the moon, but I also see people remarkably desperate. Yeah. I mean, desperate. Yeah. Like they've tried everything else and nothing has worked and they are desperate. You know, Job on the worst day ever, yeah. Joseph in the pit or ha having been sold or in prison after Potiphar's wife, the incident with her <sighs> or Moses at the burning bush. I mean, Moses at the burning bush. Let's just chase that one for just yeah. a minute. So Moses is at the burning bush. He was 40 years in the palace, everything good, all the best food, the best clothes, the best sheets, Egyptian cotton. You know, I mean, <laughs> he was living it up. I mean, this was living, right? Best education. Everything was awesome. Yeah. And then he murders uh, an Egyptian. And I'll let you read that story. Yeah. And he flees for his life because he realizes that he's not an Egyptian. He's actually a Hebrew. He kills a, an Egyptian and Pharaoh's not happy with him. He falls out of favor. And so he flees, he runs, he runs to Midian and God, and, and this is what God's in the habit of doing, whether you're at the woman at the well or Job scraping your boils with pottery or, or Moses in the wilderness or the people of God in the wilderness for that matter, God always provides for his people. Amen. He always provides for his yeah. people in, in the most extreme, horrible circumstances. So, yeah. He flees, he's in Midian for 40 years. And I'm thinking that right about now, Moses is like, okay, this is just my lot in life. I'm married, you know, I've got two sons. I heard sheep. It's not the palace, no more Egyptian cotton, but it is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. This is where I am, right? And then one day, don't you know, there's a burning bush. And don't you know. <laughs> it happens to be God. <laughs> curiosity just got the best of him. And I'm just wondering if he would have thought to himself, you know, at the moment, why could I not have just kept walking? Right. Why did I have to turn away and look at the burning bush? He had why no idea what he was that, getting right? himself into. <laughs> and he turns around and God's like, I want you to do this. And it's like, yeah, no, I know. Like I'm here. Yeah. I'm not going back. And, you know. I find over and over and over that it's in these dis these desperate circumstances where people do feel overwhelmed. I think Moses was overwhelmed. Yeah. And he felt alone. I mean, he was in, he was in, went from the palace yeah. to herding sheep. I mean, you talk about a demotion. Right. Yikes. <laughs> and that's where God met him. Yeah. It's the same place he met Job. It's the same place he met the Shunammite. It's the same place he met the woman at the well. It's the same place he met the woman with the bleeding disorder. It's the same woman place he met the woman with caught in adultery. It's the same place he met Peter on more than one occasion. It's that moment of desperation when we are so sure we can't. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. I got Let's this. Let's get something done now. Yeah. Now that you're here. Yeah. Now that you're here, now let's get to work. Right. Amen. And so the moms that are feeling that, I'm like, you are on the cusp of something amazing. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've said for a long time, way out past the end of me is where God lives. Yeah. 
it's as long as I've got it, I've got it. I've got, you know, I'm twirling all the plates, you know, got all the juggling balls in there, you know, everything's going great. As long as I've got it, I don't need him. And right. he's not dumb. He's right. not going to force himself on me. But when all the plates fall yep. and all the balls fall and dinner's burnt, <laughs> then I'm willing to fall down my face because I can't. Yeah. He's always there to catch me. Amen. Amen. And that's beautiful. Yeah. What a great reminder. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents. This is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Rachel, and you know, it's so interesting as you're talking about all of these Bible characters and these stories and things that God had has done in history, I couldn't help but think of David and the boy David. And you think about him standing in front of Goliath and he's getting ready to go out and fight this giant. And it's so funny to read that story because, you know, they're like, well, we'll give you some armor and we'll protect you. And David's like, okay. And they put on the armor and it's too big for him. It doesn't fit him. So he's like, take it off. I got this. I got a rock in a sling. And he goes and he comes face to face with this giant. Yeah. And God slays the giant again because of David's obedience. David had so much faith that God was on his side. And it yeah. wasn't just a giant that he slayed. I mean, you know, the kid wrestled the lion. I mean, he he did so many yeah. things. And so it's incredible to have seen his faith. And that's really what we're up against. We are up against a giant right now. Yeah. The world, yeah. the world, the evil world that is surrounding us and our kids they are, that is the giant, that is the villain, mm -hmm. but God, and we've, I, you know, we've talked about this so many times on the podcast, we're on team Jesus. <laughs> we know yeah. who wins and we yeah. get to choose a side. Yeah. And so let's keep staying on team Jesus, yeah. trust Jesus to armor us up and to fight this battle for us and with us but be obedient to him. And and you're right. I mean, it does. I love that you talk about worshiping and just being in his presence because I do that oftentimes when I feel overwhelmed. As a matter of fact, yesterday, this happened. We, yesterday, the girls and I sat down to do our morning basket time and, and Brooklyn, my oldest, she's, she's very, um, observant of my emotions. Like she can read Ooh. me like a book. And so, and, and I can her as well. And so she said, mom, are you okay? And and I wasn't in a bad mood or grumpy or anything like yeah. that, but she could just tell that there was, you know, stuff going on in my mind. And she said, are you okay? I said, I'm just really overwhelmed right now. Mm. And I'm like, I was having kind of one of those, not a panic attack, but an anxiety attack, you know, where my heart Charter. was racing. And I, I just said, I just, we just need to worship and pray and just spend time in God's word. And that's what we did. I mean, we yeah. actually have, um, this is the first year 
that we have started studying hymns. And so we got oh, wow. a hymn book from Steve Demi. And yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, I saw that. that looks so great. It's so good. I'll put the links to that in the show notes. He's actually coming back on the podcast um, in a couple months, and we're going to talk about his new hymn book and, yeah, um, it looks and great. doing family Bible time and stuff. But it's fantastic because this book, tell, I'm kind of taking a little sidetrack here, but the book gives kind of a history of that hymn and the author yeah. and some of the stories behind why these hymns were written. Um, and then we, so we read it and then we listened to the hymn and just sitting there and being able to just worship. And then we prayed together and then we read God's word together. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm good. I've got this. But yeah. had I just moved on with my day and mm-hmm. not done that and not just been able to just be quiet in the presence of the Lord, Right. I probably would have ended up in a pretty bad mood and sniffing sure. at my kids and it would not have been a good day. Uh, right. But, but God, he gives yeah, us the peace so true. that we need. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, and it's I'll, no mistake, just real quickly, yeah. it's no mistake that David wrote tons right. of the Psalms, right? I, know. I mean, it did not occur to David. This is what I love about the, the Goliath moment. It did not occur to David. Not once. There's no indication scripturally that it occurred to him that God wasn't going to take care of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, he just was. It like, didn't yeah. occur to him. It was right. like, this is nothing. Right. You know. I mean, I. I yeah. It. I love that story. Yeah. I just love that story. It, it is yeah. such a good story. It's funny because when we think about it, we think of that like, oh, you learned that in Sunday school when you're five years old. David and Goliath and the stone and the sling. There's so much more. There's so much yeah. depth to that story, in yeah. so many ways. And for us as homeschool mamas, we're slaying a giant. Mm-hmm. And we've got our sling and God's pulling that sling back for us. And yep. we're holding that rock in and he's going to help us to slay this giant if yep. we will allow him to stand with right. us and help right. us to to slay it. So I want to talk about, we have just a few minutes left and I just want to talk about one last thing. Um, you talk about needing a vision for yeah. our our family, for our country, for um, for ourselves. Yeah. And I think, and, and you actually kind of alluded to this at the very beginning of our conversation. I think that was, so it was on Monday and you talked about setting goals. And I think that's one thing yeah. that we need to bring it back to, because if we, if, if we don't know our why, which is yeah. such an important thing to do, and that's another whole topic. We've talked a lot about that. Um, we have to know our why, why are we homeschooling? Mm-hmm. But we also yeah. have to kind of have our vision and our goals for our family, because mm-hmm. that really is going to determine what direction we go with our yeah. homeschool and with our parenting yeah. and discipleship of our kids. And so how for moms, whether we're veteran moms or brand new to homeschooling, how can we set a solid vision for our family and engage in our day in a way that leads us to that vision, which by yeah. the way, sometimes will change <laughs> through sure, the years. Yeah, um, yeah. But but how how can moms be successful in doing that? Yeah, and, and I think you're bringing a great point in that you have to be aiming at something to hit something, right? right? I mean, you're, if you're not, you're, you won't. So, I mean, it's really important. I think in our 25 years of home education, not the first one, um, because I had no idea, didn't want a vision, wasn't going to do this <laughs> next year. I was just, I was just marking time until the next year. Right. And then God got a hold of us. But I would say that our vision overall, our overarching vision for the whole time has been to honor and glorify God. Amen. We have it strived, striven to <laughs> <Stroven>. raise, <laughs> just whatever. make up a word. <laughs> uh, 
We have endeavored, there you go, (laughs) to raise warriors and not wimps. Amen. That has been our objective. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Exactly, exactly. That kids that would stand and stand firm, kids that would be diligent and sober, sober minded. I think that's, I love that phrase in scripture. If you want homework, then, you know, do a word study on that phrase. I love that phrase, being sober minded, standing firm. Um, Ephesians 6, yes, I think it's so easy to get, and I I mean this, to get distracted by the academics. Yes. Uh, Character is, is got to be a high priority. That's what separates the men from the boys. Um, You know, at the end of the day, anybody can spell and do algebra and follow the scientific method. But if you can't tell the truth, who cares? Right. And if we haven't learned that lesson at this moment, what we are short of in this moment in the world is not intelligence. Right. Right. It's character. Yeah. We have, we are, we are in trouble because we don't have men of integrity, men and women of integrity and character, character and honesty in powers and positions in positions of power. That's the problem. And so that's what we have the opportunity to do is make the difference. Yeah. Really, you know, this, this problem that we have right now started in education. It started in academia. Yep. Look, moms, you have the position as a mom, as a homeschool mom, to be the game changer going forward Amen. and to reverse, to reverse what has happened. Yep. Maybe not in your lifetime, but catch a vision. Here's, here's an illustration for it. David McCauley wrote a book called Cathedral. There's also one for mm-hmm. Castle. Yeah. And it tells the story. It's, it's totally worth getting. Yeah. Um, it I'll tells links the story how castles and cathedrals were, were built. Okay. So we live now, you get a couple of cranes, you get a good work crew, you get an architect, you know, a couple of years, you got a cathedral. Well, not in the middle ages. This was a big stinking deal. You're talking about people who caught a vision to build something they would never worship in. They would never worship in because they were dedicated to the glory and the honor of God. Mm. And they would never worship there. And their kids might not ever worship there, but their grandkids or their great grandkids would. And so they were willing to sacrifice their lives to build a foundation for the generations, for what the psalmist refers to as the kids yet to be born. That is the opportunity. I don't know that in our generation, but by the miraculous hand of God, which I'm open to, can can take back the ground that we have lost so quickly in the last two years. But we can begin to make a difference, a very real and significant difference, if we would but commit to honoring God and discipling and disciplining the next generation to honor Him in word and deed. That's the opportunity. That's the vision that if we would adopt that, it's a game changer. Amen. I love that so much. It's I feel like years ago, we you used to hear a lot of people talk about leaving a legacy for your yeah. kids. And I don't feel like we talk about that too much anymore because mm. we've become a society that's so we want everything instantly. You know, it's the yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, world that we're yeah. living in where we want instant gratification, instant pleasure, instant change, instant everything. 
and we forget to look ahead to the future. Yeah, and it's so true. Yeah, we we we've we've forgotten that, and so I I love that answer that of yes, it's about our children and our children's children and our children's children's mm-hmm. children, um, yeah. you know. It, and what are we leaving for them? What kind of legacy are we leaving to them? I don't care about leaving money to them and riches and right. a big house and you know property and land and all that stuff. Who cares about any of that stuff if they don't have Jesus? Right. So. Right. Because that's that's what it all means, you know. And 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 I don't want us to leave our time together this week, which I feel like has been so rich. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Without saying this, I want moms. You need to know this: homeschooling is not the answer. Amen. Jesus, yes, is the answer. That's right. God and His Word is the answer. That's what this has all got to be predicated on. I think the the most obvious outplay of your relationship with Christ as a family is the discipleship that occurs in home education. Right. I think that's the most obvious, the most applicable yeah. way to disciple your children. But we got to remember that it's home education is not the answer. That's right. Jesus is the answer. Right. And that's what we get to give to our kids every day. Amen. I cannot think of a better way to close this out. Thank you so much, Rachel. You are such an encouragement and a blessing. I could talk to you all day long. I know. Day I miss day. you, friend. I, I hope we get to see each other too. in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. I'm sure we will. And you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been encouraged this week. Again, if you have been encouraged, please make sure that you share this with your friends and family and uh, go to the YouTube, you, what's it called? I was going to say to the YouTube. <laughs> Don't go to the YouTube. Some of you are actually on YouTube watching this. Go to iTunes and leave a review for the podcast. We would love it if you would do that. Also, please consider a donation to the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry. You can go to schoolhouserocked.com, click on the donate here button and leave a donation, a tax deductible donation there. Um, we are still in need of raising quite a lot of money to get this movie into people's hands, but it's coming in. God is providing oh, and it, we are just in awe of God's goodness and we cannot wait for you guys to see this movie. We love you. Have a great rest of your day. And we will be back with you on Monday with another fantastic guest. Until then, have a great day. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.